Welcome back to the Keaton Lake Podcast, the Premier Whiskey Podcast, now with the mention of whiskey in its title. And welcome back to another edition of the 12 Days of Barrel Picks. This is your host, Jake, coming live from Lakeview East, Chicago, Illinois. Once again, I am down a co-host. Cam O'Donnell, bailed on me. Wilson Razor Ramon Torres, bailed on me. Doing their jobs, doing important things. Me, I say... F the job. Record the podcast. This is where the millions are made. <laughs> uh, something awesome. like that. Dave, I hope you're not listening. That's my boss. <laughs> but uh, back on this other next edition of the 12 Days of Barrel Picks, we have Woodenville Whiskey out of Washington and Eric, their local representative here in Chicago, to talk about their great product. What's up, Jake? Welcome Thank to you. the podcast for uh, the first time. It's cool to finally see the magic behind the curtain that happens on this podcast. You're one of the few <laughs> I listen to, so thank you. Well, I appreciate cool that. Um, yeah, and thank you for being here. It's been far too long. I remember we were talking like a month ago, and you're like, do you actually live in Lakeview East? <laughs> <laughs> How about this uh, Woodenville Gold Eagle pick? I like it a lot. Help yourself. I mean, tried it. Yeah, I have some. So how did this come about? Help yourself a little bit. Um, Gold Eagle, if we haven't played their episode already, they are going to be on as well. Awesome. Barrel Picks, because I'm doing a tasting out there on Friday the 17th. Oh, awesome. So I figured, Jake, Brett. (laughs) I like those guys a lot. Um, We did a master class with them to coincide with their barrel launch a couple weeks ago. Nice. And it was, was it was a ticketed event, uh, which is awesome. They, yeah. they have the bandwidth to accomplish those uh, tasks. Uh, so it was a ticketed event. I want to say like 25, 30 people. Yep. So perfect amount of people. Uh, we did our Wardenville bourbon. Uh, we did the rye. We did the port finished bourbon. Um, and we did, of course, their pick was, uh, was the feature. And it was a pretty broad stroke of the kind of people that were there because it's in Libertyville which yep. is which is a hike um, but Gold Eagle with what they're doing um, I like how they are giving smaller brands a chance to actually develop a partnership yep. um, seeing what they've done with Journeyman uh, with obviously you guys with Woodenville um to me, that was something that really, really uh, spurred on loyalty to mm-hmm. them. Yeah, yeah. To be like, cool, you could just take this and have it sit on your shelf. But to be involved with not only my distributing partner, but also with that account directly was like, yes, I want to show up and I want to do work for you. Um, I want to get liquid to lips, um, which is the most important part of our business but also engage with various levels of people and their experience. I didn't know this. I'd never met these people. Yeah. But to have those, to not really go around the room and ask people what they're tasting and smelling, because that's a really quick way to go off the rails Mm -hmm. in in an event like that. Um, But like at the end, what do you guys like the most? Let's go around the room. Let's take a lap. What do you guys like the most and why? And to hear that organic um, sort of just content and to sort of encourage people like there's no right or wrong answer like you taste what you taste you smell what you smell that's why i don't watch whiskey reviews because i don't care um because you know like i used i I quit smoking before the pandemic thankfully Hmm. um but as if as a non-smoker as a meat eater if i'm talking tasting notes with somebody who is a smoker but also a vegetarian our our taste perceptors are going to be very different. Oh, yeah. Um, and if, if women are involved, women are better tasters and smellers than men. It's just Smelling for is. sure. Yeah. 
Um, science, scientifically proven, actually. Very much so. It's it's biology, and it's proven. That's Which why is I, awesome. That just means we have to practice more. I just rely on my I, like I rely on my my right nostril for smelling. Apparently, um, apparently, we all have one better nostril, one better airway. Yes. That's what I've heard too. I, I've broken my nose a couple times, Ooh. so um, I definitely have a dominant nostril. Um, but just even that, like how right. you, how you taste and smell whiskey, like don't bury your nose in there like it's wine. Like <laughs> you bury your nose in a high proof uh, whiskey like this uh, Gold Eagle release at over 110 proof, you're gonna blow out your palate. This one's oh, you're like gonna... 50, 58. Yes, yeah, so almost 59. One sixteen. Almost fifty nine. Oh, sorry, 117 and yeah, a half proof. Yeah. Um, if you bury your nose in there with all that alcohol coming out, like that's going to dilate your palate a little bit. So, so like, is this your first barrel pick with them? Yes. Okay. Uh, since I've been with the brand, yes. Gotcha. But I, I'm fairly sure it's it's our first They just released today on Instagram. They said they did 50 barrel picks this year. It's impressive. Yeah, and they want to do another 50 next year. Um, which yes. I'm going to have a heavy conversation with that with them on that as well. Um kind of focus of, the, of it because they are supporting their Instagram s- post today about that was excellent it's very interesting yeah. I, I I have like five questions to ask Jake about that so I'm really excited he posted okay, that okay practice run what are you going to ask Jake I'm going to ask him so <laughs> you talked about the samples you turned down mm-hmm. the samples you're looking to turn down for next year is they're, they're pretty aggressive in the number like two was it 2,000 they said they wanted to turn down samples of no uh, it was like 405 I thought that was this year they turned down that many this year, and they want to turn down like, oh, for next year. Yeah. Well. Oh, that, yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. Well, whatever that number may be, is, do you still feel like those individual samples could be single barrels at your store, or is there only one single barrel for you for each brand? Uh, a lot of that probably depends on the brand too. Right. Um, right. Right. I know that we're only, uh, moving forward into twenty twenty two. Sorry, I just said moving forward out loud. Do not mean to talk like an email. Um, in 2022, uh, my, my team has wanted me to kind of captain the single barrel or private select program that we have with Woodenville. And happily doing so, um, what I want to do is get into underdeveloped or underexplored markets, yeah. say like Pekin and Effingham, um, smaller states like the Quad Cities, like mm. being out in the Quad Cities, they are ravenous for single barrel picks out there. Yeah. So why wouldn't I? You know, as opposed to like, it's that it's that narrow bridge of um, not building your brand on single barrels because it's really easy to get absorbed into that romance yep. of it. Yeah, you get jaded by the and numbers. That money looks good. Yeah, it does. Um, but it's also creating a false narrative. Well, I don't think... Yeah, I think it's a different perspective for the people who are running the brand versus people like us who are selling the brand or representing the brand because we do want, like we see that, yeah, absolutely. But uh, it's It's been part of part of the process that, um, that, that my team is talking about is... You know, with with other outside of our bourbon, we're going to be doing other barrel proof expressions fairly soon, and it's just like if you haven't done business with us previously, mm. um, we're not going to say no necessarily. But how can this make sense for both of us involved? It's a good question to ask, um, and it's a tough question to ask. It it, it it's going to go one of two ways. Hopefully, good, but it can go bad. Some people can feel really. Um, 
for some of the prominent, especially boutique stores or boutique bars and restaurants or restaurant groups here, anywhere, uh, doesn't have to be here. Um, some of these people don't like being challenged. Right. And trying to do that, uh, for one, be prepared for it. I'm um, sick of being ostracized almost. Yes. Or they, they feel they might be that way. I should right. Say. You don't want to alienate them for, you don't want to alienate anybody pretty much in general, just to get into the etymology of what that word means, but also um, stop thinking about right now and start thinking, look at my whiskey. It's aged for five years. Yours is aged for a minimum of three, right? So think that way when you're when you're dealing with your brand. Uh, I that's how my brain works. I think yes, okay. What do I have to do this week? Who do I have to text next Monday because they were out of town? Put it in my calendar. Do that. But be like, all right, in a couple years, what are we gonna look like? Because we're in half the country right now with no plans to extend into other markets for a few years. Because we don't want to run out of whiskey. We don't want to play the allocation game. Do it. Um, I know. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> Um, but also, um, being able to do that mm. and not overextending yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and being patient and figuring out what works. Yeah. Our distillery has been around since 2010. That's not a long time. No. Um, we're, we can go 15 rounds with some of the big guys, um, who are, if you listen to or watch other YouTube channels, like Freddie Minnick was really kind to our brand as, as a whole, um, which I took as a huge compliment. Um, but also, too, that makes the punters out there kind of go ape shit. To where, like, you know, you have two chuckleheads.com that buy private barrels in wherever the hell Illinois that want to get their claws on it, be like, okay, but how can this benefit everybody here? Mm. Like, you want it because somebody else says you have it. It's easy to be cynical about that. But that's also part of why we do it. That's marketing. uh, And that's good press. So it's weird to... It's challenging to figure that out. To be like, all right, what matters? What doesn't? Um, I don't want any of my bottles uh, being leaned on a BMW steering wheel unopened to try to get the Roflex points. Well, I like to see that. Uh, It's a good problem to have. Uh, It's just kind of like, you know, Zach and I uh, at Warehouse, we would say it. People would come in and show us their pictures of their whiskey collection all the time. It's weird, I know, but but they did that. Um, and be like, if you did want you to, did you ever ask once to see it? No, but it, you know, people would do that. Like you, you know, said, like, like, I built like custom shelf myself. Do you want to see it? That's a different story. Sure. Yeah. Um, I built that. But it's like, do you want to impress us? Show us the bottles you're drinking, not the bottles you. Have I get closed. why they do it. They want to like. Obviously it's cred. They're trying to get cred. Exactly. Like, yeah, hey, I'm a real whiskey drinker. Right. And yeah. there was there was this um, this guy would come in right when I got hired, who was a chef okay. in Chicago, so was unemployed for a long time. Um, was trying to cobble together a career. I was very sympathetic to to that because yeah. I was doing the same. And he would come in every Friday. Didn't have a lot of money, but you know it, it was throughout a lot of the pandemic, especially in the South Loop. Like we were the only social interaction a lot of people had outside of a computer screen. Yeah, and sure enough, like I spent a little bit of time with him, and Gene was like, "Whoa, did he buy anything?" I'm like, "That's not the point, man. Like it is the point. I mean, because commerce, <laughs> capitalism, yay. But I mean, 
at the same point, the guy is like just introducing himself. He he said the right things, kind of, but mm. without trying to say the right things. Yeah, you know, he was just a whiskey enthusiast, uh, and I was like, cool. Would come back, came back, came back, came back, came back, and after a while, um, there's always stuff off the floor, right? In every shop you go to, there's always stuff that's held back for regulars or whatever. That's that's just how a lot of places do business. Um, and we sold him like a couple of bottles. Like, hey, do you want our, our Blanton's single barrel pick? He's like, wow, really? I'm like, yeah. And it's cost the same as another Blanton's would be. So we, we never upcharged for mm. it at Warehouse, which is cool. Um, and there's a lot of ways you can do that. Some people charge secondary market on the shelf, which is fine too. But it garnished and, and it created that... Um, that kind of regular status yeah. that you would have in a bar. Loyalty. Yeah, because I like people asking me how my day's going. You know, hey, how's, cool. How's cool, your you're going? just grabbing your six-pack. You're grabbing your yeah. bottle of JW Dance, right. you know, because that's what you need this week. That's cool. And, like, I know it's not cool to say this, but that's why I shop at this Binnie's, because I can go say hi to Ross every time. Ross is I'm awesome. L- I'm like, yeah. hey, Ross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we talk shop, you yeah, know. Yeah. It's like Mostly we, off the record stuff. Absolutely, like, yeah. <laughs> but, like, like, him and my wife. That's refreshing. There, yeah, on a Friday night, and sit there and talk for, like, ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah, have a good weekend. Yeah, Ross is the best. I'll, I love that dude. The I'll, see you, I'll, see you, I'll see you at Dry Hop. <laughs> I didn't know he lived in Scotland until like three nights ago. You know he's Scottish? No. All right. I always wondered why. Have the accent. I, he's been here a long time. No, I, I've always wondered what the fuck is his accent. Because it's like, there's like kind of Chicago. A little bit. Kind of Midwestern. Yeah. And it's like, not like the Scottish bro, though. No, 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 no. no. Like, yeah, he's... So uh, Callum, Callum's best friend grandma lived the house behind Ross growing up. Oh, but it's uh, Aberdeen, right? Something like that. Yeah, I think it's Aberdeen. It might not be. It might be. Okay. Wow, small world though. But yeah, he was talking. Somehow they were talking at Benny's there at night, Ross and Callum, and he's like, "Where are you from?" And he's like, hey, "Blah blah blah." And he's like, "Oh, my friend's grandma is right." Here. Blah blah blah. And he's like, "That's my best friend in the world." <laughs> That's his grandma. <laughs> like, That's awesome. Like yeah, yeah. Like, That's oh my, super yeah. cool. Yeah. So when you know, hanging out in a in Chicago, Illinois. Yeah, Ross and uh. Ross and Sarah. Who came from... I haven't seen or talked to Sarah in a while. I know... Um, I'm not sure what she's up to. Yeah, I don't know what she's up to now. She was North Shore distilling forever yeah, been... in Chicago, but she left. I haven't seen her since the good old Fountainhead days. I know. I miss that place. Someday. We'll have another great bar like that. <laughs> it was. Yep. I actually just learned how... Um, I was kind of in the industry at the time but I didn't realize how much of an industry bar it was how people would drive like six miles after shift oh yeah to go from yeah, like, the, sure. like the West Loop Loop West Town Bucktown area and that whole I area I called it Delilah's for grown ups um, that's uh, Susan and I met uh, she came into Delilah's when I was working there she helped open up Kuma's 2 on Diversity mm. which is now Rest gone um and it was great because, like, Kuma's 2 was right in between my house. I used to live at Surf and Broadway, so it was right in between my house and work. Um, but then she started running Fountainhead and doing the buying over there. And I don't mean Fount- or, uh, Delilah's for grown-ups, uh, condescendingly. It was no. just kind of like, it would be Fugazi playing very quietly mm. as opposed to, like, like, being like, you have to shout to not. Yeah be overtaken by music it, it was a cool uh very similar but completely different experience right you and then you get into the fountainhead rooftop which was either the best thing in the world or the worst predominantly best usually the best yeah yeah 
Uh, best rooftop in Chicago. Hands down. Like, neighborhood rooftop, large, spacious, And fireplace. I like dark, cold bars. That yeah. rooftop on, like, a Tuesday. Ugh, uh, I could, like, up there all day. No problem. As that listeners was may know, we used to record our podcast up there. <sighs> yeah, we did... Um, they were doing... Uh, we would get together... You know Samu? Hmm? Um, we would get together with Samu, uh, Aaron... Usually Ambrosia, Robin, mm. uh, Tags, and Susan and I, a couple other people. But that was like our first hanging out experience uh, into the pandemic. It was like May or June, late May, early June, where Aaron got at Susan. He's like, hey, we're going to hang out outside on the rooftop. You guys are more than welcome to go. At that point, we could walk there. Yeah. And we were all so terrified. Like, we were all, like, kind of not touching doorknobs, but not washing food. Um, not washing cans of soup, I should say. Yeah. Um, it, it, and, like, that got us through. Like, it was every couple of weeks. Like, that got us through oh, the yeah, summer. Man. Oh, yeah. Because we didn't really... We were kind of open, but you had to sit by a window. Yeah. And the capacity was weird. Like, nobody right. knew what was going on. We weren't selling like, in the bars at all. Like, no, as reps, like... was not even but, asking. No. Like, no. I would be like, I will... Like I, we did, we did the first. We're pretty sure we did the first spirits event in Chicago at Fountainhead. <laughs> yeah. When the pandemic reopened, yeah. um, I I'm think, sure it was the first event. I think it, it was, was probably the only event in Chicago that year. Open, open, in-room dining just had opened up, but like at like 25 percent capacity. Yeah, and you it was had some to have weird like windows had opened. At some least weird halfway number, up, or, yeah. yeah, or fa- ventilation, some whatever. Arbitrary so we, thing. So we did like we did like 23 people, like literally like to the person, 23 people. Did a whiskey event with five or six brands, and we talked about it. We like drank and laughed. We all moved upstairs at the end of the night to go outside. I listened. I listened to half that podcast, and I'm like, I'm not intoxicated enough to keep up with what's happening right well, that now. That might have been. I don't know if that was that one. We did two. We had one upstairs on the roof deck, and one downstairs. And then we recorded the podcast afterwards at like 1 a.m. Okay, that was it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. We were drinking party waters and doing shots. Yeah, of, I, I was like, cool. Of, I'm, of, I'm getting lapped here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're doing Campari shots and drinking party water. So, um, but or I think maybe for net shots that night. But yeah, uh, something stupid and weird. Yeah, our first bar experience was uh, Monkey's Paw uh, oh, in Southport. Yeah. Uh, if you you know, are oh, you yeah, in there? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, Matt is. I love that dude. Because uh, he's not afraid to say no. Uh, I respect that honesty uh, to no I was end. just talking to Jessica from Sagamore today about how, could you just tell me no instead of not responding to my emails? <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Like, that's respect. Yeah. Um, uh, Robin is over there. Going oh, in really? there, she, it was um, the last day before everything shut down. I don't know how your day was, but we were running around. Oh, yeah. Trying to see as many oh, people yeah. as we could. Um, and Monkey's Paw was on a very long list uh, of places we went to. Because um, the news came out on Sunday that yeah, we were shut down every, on Tuesday, right? everything was going to be shut down for two weeks. We right. didn't want to miss out on that. How fun. How um, optimistic were we? <laughs> I know. And they were they were literally the fa- first place we went into when things were open because uh, Delilah's obviously didn't open until well past that. Um, and... Yeah, it was like an emotional experience. Oh yeah, dude. After I, like, I got a little squirrely for yeah. a couple months. I made about ten. I made about ten accounts. So I'm like, I have to go from Sunday to Tuesday. Tell her, or was it Tuesday? Things shut down. 
Sunday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday shutdown. Yeah, Tuesday shutdown. Yeah, yeah. Um, was like, all right, got to do Fountainhead, Delilah's, yep. uh, Do Six, which was a huge supporter of us. Um, okay. King of Cups, which was huge to us, and still is. Like, like I, I, I almost don't want to talk about King of Cups. Oh no. No, I do because it's it's a, it's like one of my favorite oh, bars in you Chicago. Keep it hidden from yeah, the, I the don't gems. Want, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I. I don't want people to discover it, but at the same point, I really do. And yeah. Like, oh, they have their loyal customers. So I love worry. that place. It's like, like I'll bring lot. it up. And be like, what are you talking about? Other than like, there's a cocktail bar in Nepal. There's <laughs> like, a quiet little cocktail culture happening in, in Lincoln Park. I yeah. mean, Love Street. Love Street. Yeah. Um, Roebuck was trying to do it over here um, before the pandemic just kind of fucked them over. Dry Hop's new spot. Oh, story. sure. I yeah. haven't been in there yet. Yeah, there was cocktail oriented with, you know, with pizzas. So okay. they were trying to do that. Um, yeah, but there's. Is it still around? Did they make it? They or? made it. I okay. mean, because I think cause Dry Hop makes great beer. So that's probably fun. Oh, down. sure. Yeah. They, were do- they were also doing the craziest deal over the pandemic at the very beginning of like a- for 40 bucks, you got. Four burgers, two giant boxes of fries, and like two giant kale salads. <laughs> Jesus. So like we would buy that and be like, all right, we have dinner, lunch, and dinner for the next day. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So they 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 made it that way and persevered by combining the two restaurants. But um, yeah, there is a cocktail scene happening over here. And then obviously I always have Duke of Perth as a, just a whiskey bar to go to as a Scotch yeah, bar. Duke of Perth. Um, I think we've I lived I think like we... I've lived like a block away from there forever. Right. That little back patio is like one of the best places in Chicago. Yeah. It was like our, it was our Friday after work. That or Matilda. Fish and chips. That, yeah. that, that or Matilda was like, go. Oh to, yeah. Yeah. Matilda's cool too. Just like go out, sit outside, have a couple beers, have a cocktail, whatever it may be. And just like, okay, we can feel normal now. We can get outside of our house. We're gonna go back to our house. Cause there's nothing to do. Cause everything closed like what? 10 or 11. Yeah. Yeah. Depressing times. Also sneaky place too. Um, series table. Over on Broadway mm. in Barry or Briar, yeah, um, fantastic food and great cocktail program. Okay, yeah, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, um, yeah. Dram Shop, obviously, yeah. well, cocktail program. I'm not sure about that. No, Dram Shop is like it's not even on Google. I actually just like seriously. I try it. If you type it into Google Maps, it'll come up. But if you just try to like finger zoom, yeah, on the map, doesn't show up. I love that bar. <laughs> Uh, my cousin and I used to go in there a lot when he lived in the neighborhood, and everybody can choose us for a couple because it also is a gay bar. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and it's not overtly. No. 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 It's just like they it's, don't care. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they don't. It's I, just. I, it, it's it, a very much like that old school. I didn't know it was a, like a, I guess technically a gay bar the first time. I, first is time it really? Time. Yeah. Like I'm. Oh, yeah. It, it's. I we've don't been know. going there for years, and like, yeah, gay people would hang out, but like, it's technically a boys' it's town. Lakeview, yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's yeah right. like, yeah, Chicago's yeah. pretty progressive. But I would always go, like, when I go to the bathroom, somebody would ask my cousin, like, so how long have you guys been together? He's like, he's my fucking cousin. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, like, but that was, that's where, like, he become into play and, like, invite into conversation and make that comment. But then, like, jokes are on here we go like it yeah their bartenders are very old guard yeah Uh, don who works there now he used to run um lower broadway underneath brendan's oh really yeah (laughs) yeah which was like our favorite neighborhood spot oh that was yeah lower broadway was uh that that spot is actually open again they're, they've been building something there for like over a year and a half it's uh it's the same owners that own me our own um dram shop really uh, Larry, yeah, he bought, or I don't, I don't want to say he bought, um, but he took over that spot. Oh, wow. 
um, obviously the pandemic hit, so everything went sideways. Uh, but they're, I've heard they've done like soft opening. Oh, I haven't heard anything. Um, well, now I'm gonna leave. So, for King of the Lake International Recording Studios, Callum, who's not here, Wilson, who's not here, are you still even a co-host of this podcast, Wilson? Calling you out right He's now. Busy now. He's, He's very busy now. Very busy. Castle and Key. Um, who will be featured? Either you've already listened to their podcast about their barrel pick, or it's up and coming. It's on my queue. Who knows? Uh, who on, knows? Probably listen to it on the way home. No, I mean, like, they're going to do their own single barrel podcast as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so cool. That's they'll be exciting. part of the 12 Days of Barrel Picks. You might have listened to it. You might not have listened to it. It all depends on the category, the order, the presentation. And how much time I have on my hands to edit these podcasts. <laughs> but until then, Eric, thanks again. Glad you finally made it. Thanks, um, Jay. Down here into the Lakeview East International Recording Studios, also known as. <laughs>